What's up, everyone? And welcome to Fatty Beer Company here in Hamburg, New York. Jim Monas to my left, Matthew Fairburn to my right. Cheers, Two Matthew. gentlemen that do not need introductions, but Jim, obviously, our podcast co host, highly decorated, long term NFL scout, Philadelphia Eagles, New Orleans Saints, director of personnel with the Buffalo Bills, director of football ops at the XFL. Hey. Decorated, a lot of titles. Highly decorated. Man of many hands. Multi. Bringer of the, the Grange Pizza for our pre-draft oh, deliberations. <laughs> Look, that's okay. You're gonna get into that. We'll get into that's it. That's gonna get into it. But yeah, I appreciate the introduction. A couple firings in there too. Part of that. Part of the decoration. That's part <laughs> of the NFL. That many titles. Part of the NFL. Right. I was but told that. You're getting fired by the man you hired. So. It's the best. Who's still employed? It's, it, it's, he's a big part of this draft that we have. He's up a big part of it. To my right, Mr. Fairburn, the athletic Buffalo Sabres beat writer slash analyst slash Buffalo Bills, occasional pop-in writer. You'll be seeing his byline on the Bills. You reading it. What year did you start covering the Bills? 2014. So, right when right when it all started. Bonus is second year. That's right. right. It was all getting cooking. Get though. cooking. Oh, it was. Well, we wanted to have a little fun for this episode, and we got to give uh, our buddy Robert Mays a tip of the cap. He had a quarterback draft podcast over at The Athletic, which is an excellent podcast. I love him and Nate Tice and all the guests they bring on. They're always exceptional. It was a lot of fun to listen, and I thought, you know what? We're going to do our own quarterback draft. Similar, but very different, too. So their draft was based on the idea of, okay, Whoever you draft as your quarterback, you're locking in for three years, I believe. Three years. So you're looking at financial ramifications, upside. All right, you know, you take Kirk Cousins. Where is he at two, three years from now? We're, we're just going to draft on the 2023 season, and we're going to grade it. Uh, and then there's going to be higher stakes. So when they did their draft, I don't think they snake. They weren't really looking at it as, in terms of building your own team, per se. All three of us have been pouring in endless hours for this draft. Um, building the board. A building lot of scouting board. meetings, you know. A lot of scouting meetings, a lot of changing of diapers. Um, well, you had to know that when we were doing it with Monus, that there was going to be a, a twist, right? A gambling twist would be. That's where I was going to go with it. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking about it for a second, and I'm like, if we're going to do this, let's have fun with it. Let's do it right. Let's, let's follow it the whole season. Use PFFs we, as a brainstorming, go-long brainstorm. We came up with PFF. Right. We all agreed. Use their final grades as the measuring stick. Top five out of the seven quarterbacks. So we'll each draft seven quarterbacks? And the top five scores. That'll be your team. Exactly. And so it, this is, it was a good little precursor, a little preview with Jim bringing two uh, pizzas from the Grange. Um, drafts, drafts are about draft room food. Oh, yeah. New Orleans. Oh, what was that? Like? Made some good New Orleans draft room food. Enjoyed it. You didn't. Buffalo's was great too. I, I will say, Philly, Philly too. Everybody did a good job with, with draft food. If I could pick New Orleans, that's draft. Shocker. What would you give to have a job in the uh, LA Rams scouting department with that draft house they got going on up there? That's something. There's a lot no, of things. No picks. There's yeah, a lot of just things. Hang out all weekend. There's a lot of things that McVay and Snead make look enticing to work for them. Like, there's a lot of. Um, we bought that Super Bowl and we got a pass because I like the articles that are coming out right now. Like, we're we're, we're you know we're full steam ahead. I mean, whatever. You guys are living they it got up. The ring, Enjoy right? it. Get the ring. Do it. Do I love. It I love that there's people actually trying to make the argument that it wasn't worth it. It it's always that. worth right. it if you get a Super Bowl. Look how happy they are. Like, yeah. That's what you're in for. It's the whole mystery box thing, right? Like, yeah. oh, man, the mystery box might even be, you know, boy, if we trade this pick, it's we might even get you, a franchise quarterback. It's like – It's why it's great you, reference. why you gamble. You can't hit big. And the Rams did it. I like that we're doing – oh, so we didn't say the stakes. So whoever yep. wins basically is gets a free dinner at the Grange. Correct. So whoever finishes last, we should have started there. Whoever finishes last is going to pick pay up for, the tip. Yep. Three of us will go out to dinner. Yep. Whoever gets second, pays yep. for the tip. Whoever wins first, obviously. Dines like a king. 
It's a king. It's worth it. Bragging rights to the end of time at Go Long. Or we just bring a bunch of pizzas to Fatty Beer. Could do that. From the Grange. Yeah. Ooh, we were that talking combo, about playoff combo. stakes too. Maybe we'll do playoff quarterback draft. A redraft. A redraft it. This is regular fans. season only. So we, I can't confuse everybody. No. You're right. We're, yeah, let's, 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 let's stick we're sticking with regular season yeah. stats yeah. and yeah. pro football focus overall grades. So rushing player, yeah. will be taken into final account. Grade. So they have the average simple. of the grade and probably the most foolproof way to do it. We talked about some other methods, but it looked a little shaky when you really looked yeah. it up. We QBR, both agreed, yeah. right? Daniel Jones was like sixth last year in QBR or something. But, but, good to me. Yeah. See, I, see, that's so we do have to take into account. I feel like the listeners need to know the grading scale because I'm sure there's a lot of your listeners out there that feel some type of way about PFF and how they grade things, and you do have to think about it because when you're picking guys, who is going to be? Who's not just going to put up the numbers? Who's going to pass the grading test from Pro Football Focus, which isn't always the same thing? Well, you can't go quarterback rating because there are quarterbacks who shall remain nameless that have that in the back of their mind, maybe at the forefront of their mind. Maybe they played for Green Bay for the last 15, 16, 17 Maybe they're pretty high up on my personal board. Maybe they're off of my board. Where is that board located? Where's everybody's (laughs) board? Everybody has their own. Aaron Rodgers, first pick. I mean, this is so. Wait, how did did you explain how you did randomizer? Yes. So right before we hit record here, uh, wait until the absolute last second, so nobody could really prepare strategy and whatnot. We did a randomized order on the old interwebs, and with the first, the first pick belongs to Jim Monas. I've got the second pick. Matt's got the third pick, and then we're gonna snake it all the way through. So. Did we miss anything on how we're doing this all? This is it. This is old school. I, I mean, it's snake, good that we have stakes too. So, you know, we have to. We're not just going to be hot taken. And yeah, no, I wanna, we want to win this. We all want to win this. And it's a chance to eat at the very end. Well, and we know how, you know, Jim has told us all his stories about how he likes to eat. So that dinner tab is not going to be light. So we need to. No, uh, no we're going in. So we got to make sure. Yeah, we won't be swinging around hot takes. There's, there's real stakes. Drinks included for those who drink. That, that night is all it's it's an all-in night that's that should definitely be agreed upon right now is whoever does be, win that's enough to make you rain to go crazy with the order it's now enough to make you sweat and maybe maybe just push kirk cousins up a couple spots go for a nice safe pick it makes now, you behave like an nfl general manager in some ways guys who want to keep their jobs and just take the safe yeah. the safe guy you know it it makes you kind of behave that way now the bet could go one other way with the payment what we call credit card roulette. So it would only be two credit cards, but you, the two people that lose, give those two credit cards to the server. They go behind their back and whichever one they pull, that's- Oh, I kind of like that. When the other person's- That raises the stakes even more. Now I can tell you, Doug Whaley can tell you, we had a very amazing one in London at a brunch in London when we were over there for that Jacksonville that, trip. That memorable. We had a credit duel. card roulette at brunch over in London with some people that I've been a part of some hold your breath um, gambling moments. That one, I was holding my breath <laughs> on that one. Um, but here's the rule, it? though. How much was it? I don't want to say, but I will say this. The other rule of it, this is the major rule. So there was like eight of us. So when your car gets pulled, you can't laugh and celebrate. If you celebrate or laugh, like because you're so excited or relieved, or if you pump your fist, card goes back in. You take your card and just sit there. And you better and just be thankful. So the card that's pulled is given back. back. So, yeah. You're out of it. Well, when there's multiples like that. Yeah, multiple eight of them. It's it's like hold your breath. Higher stakes. Imagine a, a bit more of a hefty build. I'm just telling you, up. just talking about it brings back that. Whew. And I hate to say who lost. The guy that lost is the one that set up the brunch and he lived in London. Like he's the one that set it up. Yeah. He was like the host. Well, serves him. Guess what? Gracious host. And he, and he accepted it. He accepted it and paid like so respect. Anyway. All right. No. I think we should do that. I like that. Yeah, that's fun. That's good. That'll be fun. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. So wow. This definitely makes it game on. 
Jim Monas, first pick. So you've been in this seat before. You had the opportunity to draft Patrick Mahomes. We may have brought it up from time to time on this podcast. 2017, 10th overall. Terry wants him. He let, he let you know back in October how much you love Patrick Mahomes. And um, Sean wasn't prepared to roll out a rookie starter. You and Doug weren't really we sold. Went, nobody on was. I know. Either. That is true. Nobody could yes. really get on board. Nobody was. So you did the next best thing. You uh, traded out of it. You gained a first round pick. Granted, you weren't able to reap the rewards of that pick, but the Bills did. They selected Josh Allen the next year, not a bad consolation prize. What does Jim Monas do here at number one overall? This is one that's so easy. Out of respect to Terry Pabula. And it's been, he had a good year this year. I mean, a, a, a tough year, good year with the Bills, good run, but just tough year. Personally, emotionally, Terry, you know what? You made it easy for me. I will take Patrick Mahomes. He is right. Terry was right. We should have taken him. And guess what? I honestly think he's my favorite football player I've ever watched. Like my, That's over Brett Favre. It's battle. They're the two best for me. And, yeah, he was right. There, how can you not love Patrick Mahomes and his heart? I don't think anything's getting in the way. He wants more titles. So does Andy Reid. They're in this for – they want another one. Andy Reid, he wants he wants what I have – he wants people to say he's better than Belichick. I promise you he does. He has the guy to do it. Yeah. I'll ask you guys that. We talked about this, Matt, that I said that this year. I don't know if Matt doesn't know me, but I said I think Reid – I personally think he's better than Belichick. I'm good on Belichick. I have my reasons. But I think Reid wants that. And I think another Mahomes and Reid title this year – I think he's got some work to do to catch Belichick, but probably not as much work as people think because he was going to a lot of championship games. He's done it in multiple places with multiple quarterbacks. He's, but he does, you're going to just need to stack more rings. You're going to need to stack the accomplishments when you're, when you're going down that road. But I, I'd listen to the argument. I mean, there's arguments happening every day in Boston, I think over how much, was Belichick, how much was Brady and the whole deal. I mean, so really it's it, uh yeah. and it's becoming a little bit more clear every every day that goes by. So yeah, I think look, Patrick Mahomes makes anything possible for Andy Reid. And in what we're doing here, so just like Brady a bad did. Patrick Mahomes season is still gonna be top two, three in the league. That's what, his floor what is I so do, ridiculously high. Where I could now pro football focus grades on talent and how they score um how they score things it's consistent because the thing with Mahomes I wonder what I'm not saying the stats will ever back off but at some point the stats don't matter for him. you know what I mean he's gonna if this thing is gonna become about playoffs and rings just like it does for LeBron how do they get into the playoffs you know and I just wonder how much are they about the stats you know if they're able to win some games and I'm not saying that I shouldn't make it because we're not hardest to win in the NFL. I'm just saying I'm not taking this based on touchdowns and production. I'm taking this on pro football focus grades on talent with stats. And that's what I like about that. And I think Mahomes is the ultimate. It's really insane when you look at his first five years in the NFL to be in the Super Bowl three times, win it twice, the AFC championship the two other times, in the game against New England. I still don't know how New England won that game. That was Unreal. I was there at Arrowhead for that one. And the other one was uh, the Cincinnati game when they were up by almost, what, three scores and, and they blew in the second half. So they will be knocking at the Super Bowl door every year as long as Patrick Mahomes is playing quarterback. And it's, I know we're all prone to hyperbole this time of year, but he's unlike anything I've ever seen at the position where he's, it's just, it, it's crazy. Like to talk to guys that played with him back to college to the pros, and they say, yeah, you know, we, Back in college, we'd make fun of him when you know, he's walking around with a shirt off because he's, he's chubby. You know, he, he has a dad bod. And he is still, for what he needs to do on a football field, he is the most athletically gifted quarterback. He, he just turns it into this combination of, of baseball and basketball. I mean, hell, he, he's an unbelievable golfer. 
unbelievable ping pong player. His uncle had crazy stories. Oh, like, he, anything he does, he's, he's just a natural mm-hmm. athlete. And I think it, there's something to be said for – we haven't really talked a lot about this, but just there's so much specialization today with younger athletes. Mm-hmm. He just played everything he could possibly play, and then he just turned the quarterback position into his own interpretation, just making shit up on the fly. I mean, I like Sammy Watkins, he seemed to throw it behind his back on the run in practice. We're going to see that in the game at some point. It's yeah, he's the best. I'm glad you made the just the obvious choice. I, I had to do it. I love them. I actually respect. I love them too much tonight. I I do love them. Like watching them, and of course I'm taking them. The gamesmanship has already begun because before we hit record, I Jim Monas was giving me some side eye that he was going to pass on Mahomes, and I was already scrambling about what that would mean for the board. Now I'm back. I'm, it's a mess. I was trying to see if somebody yeah, wanted to this trade. This is a veteran right here who just, has done this before. I was trying yeah. to see if there was trade interest. Well, I mean, I would have traded up for Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's give up your whole draft, Ditka style. That's the thing on this. The grades are too. Yeah, you this, need... thing, this thing is definitely. I'd go Mahomes with a collection of love. Pretty and sure there's a chance Geno Smith. Geno Smith may be very valuable. You never. Well, know. he would have been last year. So the question is, who is this year's Geno Smith? Can Geno Smith do it again? I mean, those are. It's tough. It's not. I always easy. feel bad on these show though when we like. I'm taking Mahomes and we talk about him. Like, it's kind of, he's great. Like, what, I know, I feel that's bad. What, about that's what we have to talk. I mean, I, I feel like we can no, spend but, an hour yeah. talking about him. I want, that's what I mean. I think I, what I respect about them is I think they want more. That's why I do, you know, what I love about those guys. Like, they want more. Was there, um, just because we haven't really talked about it much in months and months before I make my selection. I stole here. No, no, my picks. Oh, no, it's made. It's made. Don't this, worry. I, 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 know I'm this not, pick, I know this pick. I'm not filibustering. This, pucks, don't worry. this pick's easy. I can um, it in. But were there any moments in any pre draft meetings as you got closer and closer and closer and closer to that draft where, like, Terry made another comment about Mahomes and maybe, maybe you, you and Doug and Sean thought a, a little bit more about him? No. And I can tell you that if Sean did, he didn't make that known to Doug or myself. Doug and I talked about it, you know, and just there was nobody there was nobody on board to do this thing. You were okay even rolling with a Cardell Jones, right? Like maybe even thinking ahead to the next year or that would have had to have been done though. We would that's have right. You that kinda went into Tyra. When, when he wanted to keep Tyra, I think that's when it all yeah. became let's you know, let's see what, you know, because we knew we saw a good team, the veterans we had on that team. That's true. But it we was did. more or less, we we're still just wondering if we're stuck in that. It's such a tough place to be for tough any place. team. Man, that it's tough. Yeah, That's why I respect, like, Washington, even just tap into a little mystery just with Sam it. Howell. Just do it. Atlanta Try. with Ritter. You know, Try. you've got Jacoby Brissett behind Howell. You've got Taylor Heineke behind Ritter. Just, you know, you, you know, know exactly. You know they can I start it, if right. needed. Just like so we're saying. Do so. Some, try something all right, let's All right. move on. I know this pick. Go ahead. With the second overall pick, we, we should have come up with team names. Mm-hmm. Um, the end. I will select Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. It's tough. I mean, Josh Allen is an easy pick here as well. You can make the case for Jalen Hurts. You can make the case for Justin Herbert. But I just think that the way Burrow's football brain works is – on a different level, you know, even I'd, I'd argue, obviously Mahomes is who you take 10 out of 10 times, but intellect, intellectually, the way he works through his reads, Burrow's the best in football. I mean, it's, it's old fashioned. It's not always uber spontaneous and exciting to watch, but man, he just makes the right football play again and again and again. And th- this year, just watching the Bengals more than I probably have in my life. Didn't really catch a lot of Bengal games growing up with Jeff, Jeff Blake and the boys. Um, like defenses were daring Joe Burrow to get antsy and take chances, and they sat back with those two safeties. The same stuff that defenses did to Green Bay after Aaron Rodgers' crazy 2011 season. I remember, you know, he went nuts in 2011, had that historic MVP season. The next year, defenses just sat back with in two shell and dared them to run the ball with Alex Green and Dewan Harris and Ryan Grant at the end of his career. Um, 
And it was it was tough sledding at times. But Burrow, I mean, you saw it even in that Buffalo playoff game in the snow where it's like, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie said it. They're running simple routes and it's short to intermediate. And he knows where to go with the ball. And he completes passes to seven receivers by the end of the first quarter. Uh, yeah, he's a brilliant, brilliant quarterback. He's going to get paid a lot of money. I think Mike Brown pays him. I think Mike Brown pays Jamar Chase. It would get difficult with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, but they'll figure it out. And Burrow is going to be – more than anything, he's he's got an edge to him too. He's, he's not just a everything you want a robot out there. He, he, is, he does have that edge. In the postseason version of this exercise, I feel like even more a no-brainer for number two because he has shown that he he raises his game in the postseason. Yeah. And he's, Jeter, like, yeah, he's he's definitely got that big game gene, and he has led the NFL in PFF passer rating in the last two years. So, uh, you know, that's a that's a good spot to start in this exercise. Obviously, there's rushing that plays into it. He's not that you know flashy athlete that everybody seems to want now at the position, but he, he's a bit of a it's weird to call him a bit of a throwback because he plays like all those guys in the you know uh, mid two thousands. But that's he has really continued to take steps, and it's impressive. His pocket movement is like it's all like all the great ones. Like you don't you can't explain it, but he can do it. Trust his line a little bit more. The line's better. Orlando Brown is there now. You steal him from Kansas City. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's an easy pick. No, these picks are the one. I mean, let's face it, these are. But, and you know what? I mean, Matt, you probably just got to the crux of the decision there. I actually feel like this is where it gets interesting. But I I think I think I have to take Burrow ahead of Allen. If you watch that playoff game, and granted, it's not all about the quarterbacks. It's not all on Allen. It's it's on a head coach who you know was aggressive in the regular season and then freezes up in the playoffs. It's on a defense that were paper tigers. For much of the year, I mean, Ed Oliver, Tremaine Evans, the middle was really just proven to be pretty susceptible. There's a lot of other factors, but Allen wasn't wasn't great, and Burrow was. So I don't know how you, yeah. you, you – everything heightens in the playoffs. You have to magnify it that much more. It's, you can't grade a game versus the Jets in week nine the same as a playoff game at home. Well, you know, for this exercise, it's regular season only. So That's I'm true. sitting here – at number three. This is where it gets interesting now. I'm feeling really good at number three getting Josh Allen. Like, that's that's just an easy pick for me. I would have taken him at two. Uh, I think he has shown, like we were talking about with Mahomes, that the floor for Josh Allen is so much higher than people thought it was. And because of the way he runs, and look, I know Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have been, have been talking a lot about wanting him to run less. Fact of the matter is, when when they're out on the field, Josh Allen's going to take <laughs> on. He's going to change games with the way that he runs the football. He's going to have some insane stat lines throughout the season, and we are talking about regular season here. When we get to the postseason, I think that is the biggest question that Josh Allen has to answer. He had that incredible game against the Chiefs that he deserved to win, but outside of that. We're waiting for those those big time, you know, monumental moments from him where you can say that's a signature game in the postseason. And I feel like the other two guys on this list have had, you know, those moments more often than Josh Allen. But I'll tell you what, weeks one through eighteen, there's not many guys I want. It's Patrick Mahomes and then it's Josh Allen. And I think he just has to get over that hump. This is gonna be a really interesting year for him because they are at that turning point as a franchise where they've been to the playoffs. They've oh, the, the expectation is now Super Bowl, right? And he's had all these comments about never being more focused on football, and, and he's locked in. And the the pieces around him have shuffled a little bit. They're hey, changing things or? up. Well, hey, I don't know what Josh Allen's talking about, but he's never been more focused on football. Never been so more he focused. says. And a lot of directions. So this is one of those. Look, he's going to have a long career in the NFL. So every year you can build it up as this is a huge year for Josh Allen. But I do find this to be a bit of a turning point in his career. Yeah. And you know, you figure out, you know, where he can can he reach that next level, mm-hmm. and. 
Yeah, I'm thrilled to get him at three. I think the hard part of this is where you go after Josh Allen, because I do think there is a, a clear tier of Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. However you want to you know, rank Burrow and Allen is up for debate. I think Mahomes is number one. But after that, it gets a little crazy. I'm really interested to see if all of the offseason talk about needing to slide and step out of bounds and – play safe like does it manifest on the field because when you get in the heat of the moment and it's third and seven and things break down you want your six five two fifty quarterback linebacker leaping and stiff arming <laughs> Christian oh. Wilkins and doing whatever the hell he can do to make a play. I remember like talking to Jordan Palmer before last season we kind of were figuring like is there gonna be any of that trepidation early in the season and his prediction was maybe there will be early in the season and they'll unleash it. And you saw right away, like they, they need this. Like you, you, I don't, I don't think you neuter that part of this game. It's a physical game. You look at these quarterbacks who suffer injuries that keep you out. They're on, on plays in the pocket. Lamar Jackson's plays were in the pocket. Kyler Murray ter- tears his ACL and open field. It's a freak thing. Um, Tua, I mean, he just falls and hits his head. I don't, well, I think it's kind of a misnomer. It's like any of us growing up when you're playing sports, the thing they tell you is if you're scared, that's when you're going to get hurt. Completely. Right? Like when you're out there and you're you're not going 100% or you're trying not to get hurt, you're opening yourself up to more injury. I think what they can probably do as an offense, scale back maybe on some of the designed runs in certain games, right? Do you need uh, Josh Allen hurtling over Atlanta Falcon linebackers. Hey, Probably not. Falcons uh, you know, or the, the Jets in past years. This year, maybe, you know, that's a game that, that, that you, uh, just, you, you go for it. But I think you can scale some of that back in certain matchups and feel like in the big – but in the big games, in the big moments, you have to let your guy be who he is. Same yeah. with Mahomes. Like Josh Allen, mm-hmm. part of what makes him so good is stuff that – you can't teach other people to do right. is the the things he feels on the field, the way he understands angles and leverage when he's in the open field and the way guys can't seem to bring him down. Those are the things that make him so hard to defend. You take away that part of the game and it's not to knock him as a passer because he's an amazing passer, but he's not Joe Burrow where he's going to sit back right. and pick a part of defense that way. Part of how he's beating defenses is the threat of his legs and his understanding of where big plays come from and that it's not always just going to be sitting back and finding that soft spot in the coverage. It's I'm going to create a soft spot in the coverage by shaking a tackler and buying a couple extra seconds. So they're talking like that. It's just, I don't see it happening until physically it has to happen, which is Josh Allen's not there yet. He has not physically slowed down to that point to where I think they need to worry about that. He is a force of nature. I mean, there's I don't even more than the Mahomes, maybe. He just has these FU plays. These FU throws, runs. That's when the Bills are at their best. If he doesn't play that way, people around him are fired or cut. Like he he that, that's what is keeping people employed. Right. You become late stage Ben Roethlisberger, right? Just yeah. Hanging around. And I don't think can you just turn it off anybody. like a switch. You can't. I, I like, just I don't. I get in a game like football, like this game you don't want to, that game you I do. I think you can but scale back design runs. But the fact of the matter is, fair. you can't tell Josh Allen it's just not going to compete. I don't think. And you don't want to cloud your quarterback's head. Exactly. Like that, right? You don't want him dropping back thinking, but, and how could he even possibly do this in a, in a sport like football at the NFL level? Drop back and think, boy, that's a nice running lane. But, you know, in April, coach said I should probably be a little more careful. It's just not going to happen. It's impossible to expect with things moving so fast. You are who you are. You can take some elements of your offense and scale them back to where, hey, maybe Josh Allen doesn't need to be a fullback on this play. Maybe he doesn't need to run, you know, this quarterback direct right into the middle of the line of scrimmage. But, also, if that's your best running game, it is what it is, right? If you need those yards, you need those yards. And he is a cheat code in a lot of ways on some of those plays. So, yeah, it's going to be the big conversation with him probably forever because you're always going to be fighting that battle of what's too much, how much is too risk, 
too much risk in terms of injury, but it's a big boy. You can guys have other players that you just said. Naeem Hines, James Cook, Davis Murray, Damian Harris. You've got Damian Harris is probably the big addition. The right? He's that more powerful back that they haven't really had. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm interested. We talked about their running backs. I do like their mix. I just I agree with everything you're everybody's saying about Burrow, Allen, Sky the Limit. It's gonna be a battle of superstars. I like that there's a tier of three for us here. I mean, Mahomes is certainly the crown jewel. The snake draft. Snake, the snake, snake draft. draft. Doesn't pick until six. That's right. This fourth pick, this is where it's it's interesting because I feel like from four to six, four to seven or eight, really, at this point, you can make an argument. Yeah. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. And Kellen Moore is a big reason why. And look, we're sitting here, and again, I'm trying to frame this. I'm thinking about that end of season Grange dinner. And I'm thinking about the real, <laughs> the real stuff we have on the line, and that we're picking for the regular season. And Justin Herbert can put up. I think as far as statistical ceilings, his is right up there with those first three guys we just took. New offensive coordinator. Maybe they open things up. They get a bit more aggressive. I feel pretty good about him here at four. But there is probably a bucket of five quarterbacks I was thinking about. I just think I'm shooting for the highest possible ceiling. And I think as a passer in particular, and when we're thinking about pro football focus grade and not just piling up numbers, but doing it in the right way and uh, limiting mistakes. I think this, this is again, another big year for, for Herbert in terms of which way is this career going to go for him? Is he going to be that regular season guy that piles up numbers? Or is he going to, you know, take that step and be somebody that can can get the job done in the playoffs? So I, f- I feel pretty good about Herbert, but I'd be lying if there weren't, if I'm not going to have second thoughts probably driving home about some of these guys you guys are about to take. Maybe up all night. I'll be, I'll be, but you got to make your board and you got to stick to you it. Make right? you, you I gotta, was waiting to see who was going. I was waiting until it was a little bit. I, I have one coming. Don't worry. There's some good lines. What are your thoughts on Justin Herbert? I'm I'm thinking about when you took him because this PFF draft is interesting because talent wise is ridiculous. Receive throws off the chart, everything. It's time. But he's in the AFC. That team is so loaded. That receiving core is as good as you could want, I think. Like it's time. That's a but big what, piece of this. But Quentin what Johnson. is you know? He can, he can be as special as he wants to be, Herbert. I don't know if he can crack those guys. I'm just talking about to get to the Super Bowl. It's going to be tough. Do they have the defense? Who – that's what we're – you know what? That's for another pod. Who in the AFC has the defense that could somehow beat one of these quarterbacks? Who that, That's where it's really going to come. You know, to me, like, at this point, these well, guys are unstoppable. they had in the playoffs, too, is – was incredible. Incredible. It can't happen. And so can't happen. It becomes a question of how does the entire team respond to something like that? And how do you not let it become who you are as a player, as a team? And so there's some risk involved here for I'm not gonna lie. There there's but not on the talent though. But that's the thing. And I'm I'm trying to Trying to blend the two, right? Who would I want to be my quarterback? It's usually a good way to, to do any draft. It, and I feel I like Herbert all the time. is take who you would want. Herbert is real, real high on my list. And so, outside of you know, there's some other guys that have that definitely flashed last year, but this is a guy that's done it from the second he stepped yeah, into the league. And so, there's a, a certain standard that he's set that I feel like he'll hit. But yeah, it is. We're talking, we just went four straight quarterbacks all in the AFC. Tough. Life is tough for Justin Herbert when it comes to going to the Super Bowl. I have some takes, but I think we should keep this moving along. Yeah. Because they're not good takes. You guys hit on everything. Well done. Well, no, they're cyclical takes. They're going to come back because we're going to be getting rid There's other quarterbacks that, you know, you start to, to compare to Herbert and – this is where it gets interesting. This is the gamesmanship here with this selection. This is big right now. I can't because I got two coming. This, oh uh, yeah, exactly. So, without 
I don't want you to, to know what we're talking about in my draft room, but I have a good feeling that there's a quarterback that you're not going to take with these next two picks. This is unbelievable. So I'm going to gamble that he'll still be on my board later. Maybe I just screwed myself. No, it is. Yeah, always going to take no drafts. But right now, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go with Lamar. That was wrong. And I do have a little. You got who I wanted. Somewhat of a concern because if there is a concern, it's all right. I I love everything they've done. We've talked about it. Todd Munkin, Odell, um, drafting Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman's back from injury. They got Nelson Aguilar as a fourth. They got some Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends. Um, there's this, this is the passing game that will move from BC to after Jesus Christ. This, this passing game is going to move into the future post Greg Roman. That is good for everybody that watches the Baltimore Ravens game. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's a better passer than he gets credit for. But I, I just hope they don't forget what makes him special. Like, and Lamar doesn't forget. It's the fact that he is a running back and a quarterback body. That's not a slight. That is the truth. I mean, he's unbelievable. There was a lot of stuff that Roman did with the play calling in the trenches that was unique. It took advantage of his gifts. I don't know what the balance is. They're figuring it out right now, I guess. But I'll trust that they'll figure it out because Lamar is still in his prime, still a transcendent runner, athlete that needs to just be completely unleashed in every way. I think he's going to have an unbelievable season. So it's an easy pick. Agreed. I've been a Lamar I'm not going to talk about a long time. Yeah, you go ahead because I've talked about him. I like lot. Lamar a lot. He might be my favorite player in the NFL to watch on a on a random day, any given moment. You just don't know what's going to happen, right? Like, can I ask then? How do you feel about the whole? Are you happy for him with the no agent? Like, how do you see that? I think it played out as well as he could have hoped without having an agent, like. And I understand. I respect. I respect him doing that because of of course it's going to be. There's going to be some something you lose by not having an agent, right? But whatever you lost, didn't you make up for it without the agent fees? Probably. You know what? That's a good point. And and so there's that, but there's also just the fact that all of the powers that be, all of the self interested parties, would want everybody to think that. Right, that you should, you need the agent. Of course, you need the agent, and the agents are important. Don't get me wrong. Like for most people, but to go and step out on a limb like that and be the, the one to do it in such a high-profile situation and have from the second he was coming out of the draft, he didn't play the games. No. He didn't, you know, do all the stuff that you do if you have an agent. Uh, and he stuck true to who he is, and I think he got himself a good contract and. Probably more importantly, the team, like you mentioned, changed around him for the better. And I think that's a a good situation for him to be in. I think it worked out as well as he could have hoped. The thing, I've really liked Lamar Jackson since he came into the league. He was the guy I thought the Bills should have taken in 2018. I think in hindsight, I was wrong about that. Josh Allen is the the better player, the better quarterback, and the things that keep popping up with Lamar Jackson that I wonder about is can he stay on the field because injuries are are popping up a little bit more with him. And number two is when he gets to the playoffs. And of course, again, this is regular season (laughs) only, but when he gets to the playoffs, it seems like for a week defenses can change and figure out how to make him play left-handed. And I'd like to see him get past that hurdle in an impossible conference, right? In a conference that's, where, that's what I was laughing again. you know, so it's like another one five in the AFC. And so it's not an indictment on him if he no. doesn't get to a Super Bowl. No. But that's, I think, the lingering question with him is it seems like uh, you're waiting for that game, that big game that we've seen him have. You're waiting for it on that stage. And we'll see. But, man, one of the best talents to play that position that I've ever seen. It's going to be the difference for these guys between being Charles Barkley or Kobe Bryant. You know, like well, that's the Rams, what it is. The championship Mahomes is Jordan and all of these the guys will be. These guys are as great as you could want. Yeah. You know, 
The rings are going to be tough. All right. Are we ready to switch conferences? Because my next I snake draft, and I'm switching conferences. Let's hear it. Can't believe he's on the board. <laughs> I said, Jalen Hurts. It's just, it's just too rock solid, steady with him. The way that offense is set up, tons of talent. It's, it's that team is so loaded. Offensive line, skill position. Jeff Stout running signs a contract extension. <laughs> that's as good for Jalen no, Hurts as anything. But I'm good with that. Like strong consideration at four for me. He was, it was him or Herbert. And, and, and straight toughness. All right, everything you want. The next one I'm excited about. Rapid fire. Well, I think we all agree on Hurts, right? We're all pretty loaded team. At six, that's a good loaded team. Back. He should be. I mean, if you're if you're knock on him is look at the players around him. Like, okay, fine. My that's, knock would be they're this. still going to be around. Yeah, so. they're still there. <laughs> no, the big knock would be this. You had a gift last year and you didn't do it. Yeah, I hate to say it. You had a gift. He Patrick Mahomes was, was banged up, and you had a gift on how you even got to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs couldn't even barely walk into that game. So his next thing is realizing how hard it is to get back. Because I saw it with the Saints, Drew Brees, one Super Bowl. It's hard to get back. Well, it is worth noting, too. I mean, Kurt Warner, we've referenced a few times, he believes Hurts was by far, I mean, not by far, but the best quarterback last season. And then before that injury, just the way, even the way he was reading the field, he thought was. The big time throws were there. You know, you can't you, you can't say he's a one read guy or a running quarterback. He, he no, he's seen everything. He scored, Matt. I always talk about. It. He scored for me last year. It's when I when I scored these guys on the nobody cares about. But it's when I, I it, it was evident to me that he was scoring just like Lamar was, as far as his usage with the runs, the great runs Damn. and the great passes. They're there. All right, all right. Let's hear it. Here we go, Derek Carr. What? This team is pretty good. You're drinking a seltzer over there. <laughs> We've got our first reach right. of the night here. Oh. Derek Carr. I see a team that has a ton of talent. Wow. I love it. With a veteran coach that knows how to, and Pete Carmichael, that knows how to coach quarterbacks. This offense is loaded. This defense is real. The division is not that good. So. There it is. So go ahead. Go have at it. All right. I, I, think, he's I, like real, I, think, I think he's going to have a hell of a year. Like, I think the Saints are going to be really good. Any worries statistically that he was about as bad as he's been since his rookie year. Yeah. Statistically, Derek Carr last year yeah, with, with Devontae Adams. I think the thing was a nightmare. I've been in I've been around teams when it's not structured right. It goes to shit, I'm just going to say it. And I don't know whose fault it is, but it's everybody's. That's how bad that organization is, in my opinion. That a guy like Adams and Derek Carr, and they can't even make that work, that was a no-brainer. They could not make that work. That's the, that's the organization culture part. The Saints, that team is veteran, leaders, tough. Just, just pay attention to it. Bad division. Go Look, ahead. we talked about it. Geno Smith would have been a, a real nice guy to have last year uh, in this setting. So Derek Carr, we've seen him produce in the past. And, and if he's... Receiver is so he's, good. He's got a nice so little good. change of scenery. He's always had a ton of talent. Seven is a little rich for me, but look, you got you got to take chances, right? You got to you got to go by your guys. That's true. I mean, it, I'm, I mean, if we were to do this a year ago, then you know, we just draft the quarterbacks. You might not even you wouldn't pick Geno Smith. Exactly. We're picking twenty-one guys. You would not pick Geno Smith. You'd be picking Jalen Hurts. And. Yeah, you maybe would have rolled the dice on a Jalen Hurts. We would have talked about him right in this range, or not even in this range. Yeah, a few rounds later. later. And Carr is one of those guys that's always going to be in that that middle of the pack, and you're just hoping that in the right situations that he can be, you know, kind of in that seven to ten range instead of the ten to thirteen range. And so this is the the high end for Derek Carr. But look, Jim knows the organization down there. 
Doug Marone's the offensive line coach. Al, Al offense is going to be I mean, Chris Olave is going as good to as be there a is. star. As good as there is. Michael Thomas is still He's back. healthy. Jamal Williams is there in case of suspension with Alvin Kamara. So they've got coverage there. He's all on favorite. That's right. All right. All right. All right. Well, I, I'm just kind there of speechless. I'm trying, I'm trying right. to refute the, nope, let's the go. pick let's... here, but I like the Bulls. Well, the refute will be when I'm with, paying for dinner. With the Grange on the line. <laughs> if I'm I mean, paying for dinner, you guys should be happy. I this. love it. Vegas right now, my odds right now, I've become a long shot. Have you been? Yeah, like, just, yeah. I rock there. They, you I, had the first overall pick, and they're like, he's, that was he's easy. Fumbled. He's fumbled. Well, he you were the odds on favor, and now you're like, What's the comparison? So if Carr blows up this year. I, I don't know. I'm not even know. I'm not even if he throws for I think 4,500 yards and yeah. 30 plus touchdowns, like yeah. what's the comp? Like who's who's had a career or a season like that recently at this stage of the career? Stafford, maybe. Yeah, yeah I think he's looking at a natural passer, baseball pitcher. Stafford's a good comparison. We think. I've like, always liked Derek Carr. Yeah. You know, not a guy that's going to have a hard time switching teams. I, no, that's he's like he's he's a, a leader and a guy that I've always thought oh, going back to college that his teammates just love oh. playing. There's no, you know, looking out the side of your eye wondering, does this guy have it? Like, is, is he all in it on it? Like, he has the talent. Maybe he doesn't have as much as some of these other quarterbacks. Maybe he was drafted in the wrong era. You know, maybe he would have been uh, a, a big favorite in the, you know, early 2000s, but. I'm interested to see how it goes because it is a good landing spot for me. All things considered. All right, I, I rocked it. I rocked it. Before I make my pick, the last thing I'll say on car is you're absolutely right, man. I mean, it's crazy. Randomly, the players you talk to around the league just how much. who were teammates with Derek Carr at one point and just say how unbelievable the human being he is. To respect. Just oh, above and beyond. I mean, he had his whole renaissance um, in college. He wasn't living the way he thought he should be living partying, drinking, womanizing, all that. And, like, he had this epiphany and changed his, his lifestyle on the spot in college. And basically gets engaged, gets married. Now they have a bunch of kids. And and he's just, like, this force of good behind the scenes. I was just talking to a player down in uh, Jacksonville for a story, and, and he went out of his way to say that Derek Carr was like the best team that he ever had. And he said something was going on in his life, and Derek just looked at him and said, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> like, he, he just does that to everybody. I'm going to pray for you. Like, it's not for show. It, it's no. real with him. It's, there's respect there. Yeah. Saints win. They, they know the Saints. This is it. They believe in this guy. And they're built to in the NFC. Anything. Anything. In the NFC. I love it. Playing in that division, he's going to have some big games. He's going to pad that PFF grade. I think so it could be a not, sneaky good pick. All right. There we go. That was okay. All right. This is now it's going to get. Who did I miss on? Let's see who I missed on. I've got to go Trevor Lawrence here. Uh, Let's see. I, I, was, I wanted to go I Lawrence did, in the second I, round. Um, That's a big thing to do in the drafts, too. I, I, want, I was going to take him. You could just sense that and, – and I waited on him because I knew you were going to take him. So that was the game switching, obviously. By the middle of the last season, he, he got the Urban Meyer stench off him. No I mean, question. you just saw Trevor Lawrence start to resemble everything that everybody was expecting what, what coaching, that we saw. Yeah, that's what coaching can do. Right. <laughs> Competent coaching, good play calling, structure, everything that we talk about. That's what you get with Doug Peterson. That's what you get with Press Taylor. And they they, they know they have a special talent at a quarterback, and they found that balance of accentuating his gifts, yet still pushing him in areas where he had to get better because you pointed it out on your quarterback, Brady. I mean, he wasn't perfect himself as a rookie. There were a lot of flaws. But then you just see the throws that there's, there's, very few there's, quarterbacks can make. The, Feathering it over his linebacker before the safety, the deep outs, the looking off guys. He's whatever, six, 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 seven, and athletic. I mean, he can run. He his ability to just shake off turnovers. I mean, that wild card game. What was it? Four interceptions in the first half. Yeah. Not all his fault, but I mean the mental toughness to just shake that off and then have whatever it was the third best comeback ever in the whole season. That takes a lot out of the quarterback. So, and, and oh, by the way, Calvin Ridley is joining the receiver room. So you have Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, who was better than anybody expected, a speed guy that you can line up all over. Zay Jones had a career year. Evan Ingram, 
they got some contract stuff to work out, but he did. Some, he's got the tag working on the extension. The line is solid. Travis Etienne does everything. I, I'm tempted to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars will be in the Super Bowl. So it's a podcast for another day. Love the Jags. Love Trevor Lawrence. I think that he is going to accounts. blow up this season. Blow this, up in this range. AFC. That's a as high upside as you're going to get, right? Like that's a guy that can jump into the top three or four pretty easily uh, with the the talent that he has. So that was the guy I was targeting with this pick, and you know it's I'm not there, not there with him. Well, see, I wasn't. I I considered it at the turn. You know, do you go Justin Herbert? Do you go Jalen Hurts? Or do you go Trevor Lawrence? Those I honestly three, would have taken Lawrence fourth. Those were my three, four, five. Herbert's got a little bit more of a track record. And, you know, but what Trevor Lawrence did in the playoffs, I think, was, was a big moment for him. He's got more talent around him. He's got more experience. Like, it's a good situation. I think it's a good, it's a good gamble, though. Tie two completely different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You guys just took back to back, yeah. and I'm going to take one who's like it. This is going to be good. He's unlike any quarterback, really, that you know that maybe we've ever seen. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. I mean, look. Already over in part two, right in your podcast feed, wherever you listen, you can catch the full breakdown of Aaron Rodgers. We all naturally chime in as well as picks 10 through 21 after Rogers. There's a lot to get into and uh, this was a hell of a lot of fun. So thanks so much for listening. You can catch that part two right in your podcast feed.